0: Thank you very much, Christian. And we're going to keep the weather theme of the show continue, continuing to go here as we talk about the Panama Canal and what's going on down there. Many, many ships waiting to get through uh, the Panama Canal, both from the Atlantic and the Pacific side. And joining us to talk about it, Sal Cagliano, Associate Professor of History at Campbell University, and Peter Sand, Chief Analyst for Zeneda, coming to us from Copenhagen, Denmark. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here, Sal. uh, Basically, we kind of know what's going on here. The drought basically lowers the level of the lake in the middle of Panama. Therefore, the larger ships can't necessarily get through. But this has caused a major backlog on both sides. Not necessarily uh, that dissimilar from what maybe we saw in San Pedro Bay uh, a couple of years ago. What's your take on the situation as it is right now?
1: Sure, what we're seeing is the impact of El Nino and what we're seeing is a reduced number of ships going through the Panama Canal has reduced their normal transit from 40 down to about 32 to 34 vessels coming through. They have restricted the draft in the Neo Panamax lane, this the new lane that was built in 2016, this is the one that a lot of large container vessels will go through uh, heading to the East Coast and the Gulf Coast, and in particularly, what we're seeing the impact is is in the bulk and fuel trade coming out of the Gulf of Mexico, heading through the Panama Canal and heading westward. Those are the ships that are most impacted. Most of the scheduled routes for container vessels and other ships that that can get booked in isn't being affected too greatly, but the Fear here is that the Panama Canal has just extended these restrictions out for about 10 months. And so this could have long-term implications. And while the impact is kind of short-term right now, it has the potential to become greater as time goes on.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely look at that as well. Peter, uh, last time we talked, uh, the situation in LA Long Beach was not good in forcing a lot of ships to go through the Panama Canal to make a port of entry to their East Coast destination. Uh, you said it would be absolutely cataclysmic If uh, the Panama Canal didn't have that at that particular point, but now it's dealing with the same thing. How do you see the situation uh, evolving here?
2: Yeah, isn't it funny, sir, uh, the fact that tables turned from uh, from time to time? I mean, we really needed the the Panama Canal and we really needed uh, the U.S. West Coast and Gulf Coast to ports at that point in time. And and what they did to prepare for what they didn't knew was coming uh, beforehand, uh, getting in uh, ultra-large cranes to handle those ships that all of a sudden called at a very regular basis. So right now, fortunately, it is fairly quiet at the U.S. West Coast, also at the Canadian West Coast, following these labor disruptions that we saw, at least on the U.S. side, for more than a year, a little bit shorter in terms of duration in Canada. But right now, that represents one of the better choices for choosing another route if you cannot put more ships through the Panama Canal, which is essentially the case right now. So shippers and carriers have Risk at the hand, they need to manage this. Alternative routing into North America is via US West Coast, uh, go rail, go trucking, Canadian West Coast, or you could of course go uh, all ocean via uh, the Suez Canal. Carriers do offer uh, network services that can also help you on that. Of course, it all comes with a higher price tag and longer transit times.
0: Absolutely, nobody's nobody's doing this without getting paid in the first place. Um, Sal, Greg Miller wrote an article, uh, about this uh, not too long ago and mentioned in that that the American consumer really hasn't been affected by this so much, obviously, as they would be uh, when you had so many ships off the coast of uh, LA Long Beach at that particular time. But this has to be aggravating to someone's anxiety level at this point. Who is it really affecting, obviously, as well as the, the, the fuel that's expected to go westward through the, the Panama Canal to the Pacific?
1: Well, I think, as Peter notes, I mean, this is a huge boon for LA and Long Beach. This is definitely going to get some trade back into them that they need. Uh, Fortunately, again, we know that we have versatility. We have backup routes that are in place. And we're not at capacity, which is the key thing. We're not at those 2021, 2022 levels. So there is some play in the system where this is going to start becoming an issue, I do believe is gonna be in energy transportation, particularly as we start coming out of summer, which is hard to believe right now for the heat and everything, but when we start coming out of that fall into the wintertime and we start looking at LNG, LPG, and fuel heading across to Europe and to Asia, principally, again, remember, we're seeing Europe more dependent on US LNG coming in, but there's gonna be a big demand for it in Europe. Those are the ships that are really gonna be the most impacted, I think, going through the canal. And that's going to cause, those delays are going to jack up the freight rates for those vessels. We're already seeing very high freight rates for gas carriers right now, and that has the potential to cause spikes. There is a finite amount of these ships that are available, and to get that fuel into the hands of the consumers could be an issue if the, if the Panama Canal winds up having these prolonged delays.
0: Peter, I'm not so really sure what the wait times are right now, but just given the fact of how many ships can go through the canal per day, given how many ships are out there waiting to go through, I would have to imagine that you're getting close to a week for some of these ships to be, to be waiting at this particular point. How often or how long do you think people are going to wait before they realize or they make a decision, we need to go someplace else?
2: They will wait longer than you and I would wait simply because the Panama Canal is really a much preferred shortcut to a U.S. Gulf Coast and and U.S. East Coast. And people are also prepared to pay more for that uh, uncertainty uh, to uh, to literally uh, make sure that your goods get the priority shipments through the canal. Uh, Container lines do have an ability to book ahead. So right now we see... At least, as according to the Panama Canal, estimated waiting times for the for the uh, new Panamax locks, around seven and a half days for for northbound, a little less southbound. Often it's the other way around, due to yeah, naturally the goods are heading into US uh, in the northbound direction. But right now we see in the, in Sonera's uh, crowdsourced data that uh, that spot rates for uh, for China to to US Gulf Coast and US East Coast for that matter have been up for for the past two months uh, into the U.S. Gulf Coast up by 50%. And the most recent month, we have also seen long-term contract rates for that same route, China to U.S. Gulf Coast, go up by $250. So this is definitely a wake-up call for the American shippers to make sure that that they get their cargo through by signing those extra contracts and not relying on the more nervous and more say chanceful uh, spot market because uh, slots are short and uh, as we know uh, the ships need to uh, to lighten themselves some 10 15% of of cargoes that that would otherwise be capable of being on board if uh, we had 50 feet of uh, of draft restriction right now we have 44 so, again, a risk to manage, and you can only arm yourself with the best possible data to find those ways around. If you don't do that, you may end up with uh, with air cargo. While the sample room on board those ships that, uh, sorry, those uh, those aircraft that transit the Pacific, you will end up with a much higher bill for those logistics than, uh, than a long-term contract, even the one that is trending up right now.
0: And also, of course, you'll get uh, much, they're much quicker at the same time. And that's the reason for that high bill. Uh, Sal, we've seen uh, the stress test of what meant you mentioned capacity uh, back in San Pedro Bay a couple of years ago. Uh, given that possible scenario again, and given what we're seeing now here at the Panama Canal, uh, are we satisfied that there are enough options out there to get through that kind of a situation? Or are we thinking long term, maybe Obviously, more demand may, be, may mean uh, more means to get uh, uh, goods and services through the Panama Canal or at least two different coasts.
1: Yeah, I think right now, you know, with the capacity that's out there, the shipping that's available, I think we have plenty of alternatives to the Panama Canal. You know, you have very finite ones when it comes to the Panama Canal. You, you either have to go through it or you're going to wait. Going around the Horn is not an option uh, really at all. I've sailed around the Horn. It is not a place you want to take ships. <laughs> The ships that do go around the Horn are ones that are doing it for very specific purposes, Australia to the River Plot, uh, or from the West Coast to uh, the very south, uh, East Coast of South America. You don't see that many ships do that. But I, I think, as Peter notes very very accurately, one of the things that you're seeing right now is we have that excess capacity that we can actually move cargo in different ways. We saw the Evermax go through the Panama Canal, take off about 1,300 containers, rail it across, and then pick them up on the other side. So there are you know, possibilities here for moving goods. The question becomes really when you start throwing in the one element that we haven't seen yet, which is that black swan event that causes a disruption, will all of a sudden we see backups start forming? And that's gotcha. what we saw previously with COVID. But right now, I think it, it's important to note what's going on in the canal. It's important to note the measures that the canal is taking to ensure that they can keep it operating and open. But the big thing right now is that we don't see it being a maximum stress test yet, but it could happen.
0: Peter, real quick, uh, how, how much longer do you think it has to go before people get worried about the Panama Canal?
2: If they're not worried by now, they're already too late. The Panama Canal... Are- we turned out saying that uh, we should expect uh, restrictions in place for another ten months, so uh, if they're late wow. for the party, okay, they can uh, they can act now, but uh, uh, but I think they're already too late.
0: We'll definitely keep an eye on the situation there, and hopefully capacity isn't tested again like it was a couple of years ago. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us on this roundtable.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having us. Glad Peter got the note about the shirts.
0: <laughs> we'll take a short break and we will talk we will uh, wrap up this edition of Frit Wives now after this.